Hello, everybody, and welcome inside the What You Need to Know podcast. I am Tyson Ewing, play-by-play voice of Utah women's basketball, joined by my radio analyst, Miley Anger. This is the What You Need to Know podcast that focuses on all things University of Utah women's basketball. We'll take an in-depth look at what's going on in the program. All right, Miley, the 2021-2022 season is in the rearview mirror. And we are now in the off season, and that is where we are going to pick up in today's episode, talking about the off season, what we've seen so far up to this point, and really what we can still expect for the rest of the off season. A lot of things have happened since the end of the season. I feel like it was just yesterday that the season came to an end, but here we are, two months later, and so much has already changed. Now, being a former player, you had opportunities to go into the off season. From what's happened so far before we actually get into the meat of the conversation, do you feel as though this is a very typical off season for Utah up to this point? And do you expect that we might see even more changes down the road before the season begins? It's always interesting at the end of the season to see what teams do due to graduations or transfers. And so for Utah, they've had a couple transfers and a couple players that have graduated and moved on, but we'll get into that later. So it's just always interesting to see what new players are going to come, who's leaving, and then just not on the player side, but on the coach's side as well. So let's start with the coach's side, in fact. Let's start with the head coach, Lynn Roberts, with the biggest news in the offseason for head coach Lynn Roberts. As we talked about a couple episodes ago, but we'll bring it back up again, um, she was offered an extension by the University of Utah through 2027, got a nice raise with it as well, and looks to be leading the University of Utah for quite some time. Utah's athletic director, Mark Harlan, announced that Coach Roberts would get this extension because she has built a championship-level winning program in one of the most competitive conferences. So although there were some dips in the past couple years, this past season was remarkable with what her and her staff were able to do. They had a 21 season. They made an appearance in the Pac-12 championship game, and then they made another appearance also in the NCAAs, winning one game and then getting knocked out in the round of 32. I just love the confidence that Mark Harlan has in in head coach Lynn Roberts. You know, there were definitely some question marks leading into the season about, you know, what's going to happen this season if Utah's going to be able to compete after what we saw last year. We obviously have talked so highly on what Coach Roberts did this season, incorporating an entirely new offense, and it paid its dividends. And she can now sit comfortably knowing that she's in a great position here at the University of Utah, that she does have the full trust from not just Mark Harlan, but the entire University of Utah staff. I just feel as though she can be super comfortable in leading this program. Not that she wasn't comfortable before, but now with this fat extension, you know, she can move forward and she can go and uh, find the players that are going to fit this program perfectly, just like she did this past season. You know, you talk about the incoming freshmen from last year, they fit absolutely perfectly. There's a lot to look forward to, which we'll talk about with the upcoming freshman class this year. You just have to be excited if you are a Utah fan, knowing that this program is in great hands uh, with the great Lynn Roberts leading the way. On her original contract, she signed to coach the team through the 2023 season. So this next season would have been her last with the team. But with the new contract, she has now signed through the 2027 season. So now five years that she has with the team and just like you said that that's a lot of precious time to get the players that she wants get even the coaches that she wants to coach with and continue to build something very unique with the program that she has 
Well, with that extension as well, following next season, uh, Lynn Roberts will match Fern Gardner for the second longest tenured coach in the University of Utah history, only trailing the great Elaine Elliott Miley, who coached the University of Utah for 27 seasons. So uh, Coach Roberts can now, you know, like I said, feel comfortable, feel confident, knowing that she has all the trust in the world from the University of Utah staff. And I'm just excited for her. Super excited. Like I said, she's going to be the second longest tenured head coach in Utah program history, a program that's been around since 1974. So could not be more excited for head coach Lynn Roberts and her incredible extension as she will be extended through to the 2027 season. Now, along with the success also comes success for other coaches as well. And that did happen this year. As assistant coach Joanna Wrights was offered the head coaching position at the University of West Georgia. So she will be leaving the program. But Miley, I'm super excited for her. She gets an opportunity to now become a head coach at the Division II school in Georgia. I can tell you what, that West Georgia team is going to see a lot of success with the head coach being named Joanna Wrights. Yeah, Coach Joe spent five years at Utah, and while she was with the program, she had several responsibilities, which included player development, recruiting, scouting, and game planning. And I always remember going to the shoot-arounds before the games, and she always had a very detailed list of what they needed to go through. So she played a very intricate part in the game planning for all of the games. She coached and recruited two Pac-12 Freshmen of the Year in Dre Edwards and Gianna Neepkins, and now comes to West Georgia with 12 years of coaching experience as an assistant coach at both Division I and Division II schools. So congratulations and good luck to head coach Joanna Wrights at West Georgia. Should be a lot of fun to follow her and see what she can do with that program. Really, really excited for her. Another uh, change within the staff wasn't a coach, but that actually is a coach now. The director of video and analytics, Ethan McKillergy, has been offered an assistant job at Abilene Christian University. So congratulations to Ethan as well. He will be leaving the program, but he gets an opportunity to now go and coach. I know something that he's been looking forward uh, to doing. So congratulations to Ethan. I know you had a chance to, on our road trips especially, to get to know Ethan. Couldn't be more excited for him. Me and Ethan kind of had that big sky connection because while I played at Sacramento State, his alma mater is Idaho, where he spent a couple of years as a grad assistant there. So in talking with him and the discussions that we had, this is something we know that Ethan has been striving for and working towards since he graduated in 2017 from Idaho. So congrats to Ethan and his new assistant coaching position at Abilene Christian. Again, another one of those people that I'm just super, super excited for. Even though they are leaving the program, we're not going to be able to see them on road trips anymore. But again, I am just super excited for him because, like you just said, I know this is something he was really hoping for. And now he gets the opportunity. He gets to go to Texas and become an assistant coach. And hopefully he can continue to work up that coaching ladder and uh, eventually become what I'm sure his goal is, uh, becoming a head coach. And finally, one more position that was changed during this offseason. The creative director for marketing and recruiting, Becca Jonas, has decided that she wants to pursue other opportunities. So she's leaving the program as well, but not really. She's still sticking in Salt Lake City, so she's still going to be around. She told me that she's still going to be going to games, so she's going to be, quote, a super fan. She, she told me this back a couple of months ago, that she still intends to come to games and, uh, and be the biggest Utah fan out there. So, Becca, good luck to you in your new position. 
Super excited to see you as a fan at the upcoming Utah Games next season. Like I said, good luck in your new position. Now, Miley, along with people leaving, means that new people come in and fill those roles. Those roles have all been filled as of last week. So now we have the opportunity to talk about those positions and who has filled them. So the press release came out back on May 13th that Utah would be getting a new assistant coach to replace Joanna Wrights. Her name, Jordan Sullivan. She comes to the University of Utah via Montana. Miley, another Big Sky connection. You had an opportunity to play against her teams that she was an assistant coach of at Montana, so you can bring some insight on what we can expect from our new assistant coach. Sullivan spent five years as an assistant coach at the University of Montana, but before that she was also a player at that program, so she took a lot of pride in developing and maintaining this elite Montana team. So when I played against them, you could always expect the University of Montana and the Grizz to be top of the Big Sky Conference. Their teams are always extremely tough on defense, and I always just remember the fight and the grit that their players played with compared to the other teams in the Big Sky. As you mentioned, she did play two professional seasons overseas in Denmark and in Luxembourg. And like you mentioned, went back to Montana and led a very tough defensive team in the Montana Grizzlies. Obviously, got uh, caught the eye of head coach Lynn Roberts and her staff, and they went after her, and they're going to bring her in. And already, from the looks of it and following her on social media, it looks like she's going to be a really fun person to get to know and a really exciting coach here at the University of Utah. A really good replacement for Joanna Wright. So, so really excited for new assistant coach Jordan Sullivan. Coach Sullivan, welcome to Salt Lake City. We are super excited to get to know you. Cannot wait to see your work in action for the University of Utah. Now, last week, back on May the 18th, it was named that Joey Treesh will be the new director of video and analytics for the University of Utah. Miley, what can you tell us about what we can expect from our new video coordinator, Joey Treesh? Joey comes to the University of Utah after spending a single year at Appalachian State where he was the video coordinator and recruiting assistant. But more impressively, before that, Trish worked with the WNBA's Indiana Fever as a basketball of operations assistant. So Joey has been around the highest level of basketball, and now he can bring that experience from the WNBA now to Utah to help them compete in the greatest conference in the nation. Now, one of the things that I can already tell you that I'm going to get along with this guy very, very much so is he brings a lot of analytical and statistical information into the program. Now, pre-pandemic, I got to work really closely with Ethan and kind of got to know the ins and outs of the analytical stuff that he was focused on. And it was so interesting to kind of see the programs that they were using and understand, because I come from a statistical background as well, kind of what exactly they're tracking so that we could use them in our broadcast. It became very, very vital information. And I'm really excited to get to know Joey and, and to really dive into his brain a little bit to find the little nitpicky things that we are going to be able to use in our upcoming broadcasts as well. So uh, Joey Treesh, the new Director of Video and Analytics at the University of Utah. Congratulations, Joey. Looking so forward to getting to know you and welcome to Salt Lake City. And moving on now to the final open position in the offseason. That was the Creative Director for Marketing and Recruiting. It was also announced on May 13th that Samantha Michelle will become the new Creative Director for Marketing and Recruiting. All right, Miley, tell us about Samantha. 
Samantha joins the Ute program after a four-year playing career where she spent two years at Northeastern and then another two years at Anderson. She was also named the SAC Defensive Player of the Year and the All-SAC Second Team Player. So it's always kind of fun to bring former players, especially those that are this recently removed from college, into a coaching staff because of the experience that they have, their knowledge and upkeep with the game. And so it'll be fun to see what Samantha can do with this Ute program and helping develop a fan base that will enjoy following this Utah program. You know, and then very similar to what they did with Becca, they brought Becca in directly after she graduated from Drake. And so looking to keep that vibe alive, really, like you said, it, 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 it is exciting that we can bring new talent in, especially if it was fresh out of college. Should be a lot of fun. Hopefully she's going to be able to, as you mentioned, kind of bring that pizzazz here to Salt Lake City and, and help attract a new audience um, for this University of Utah program. So we are set. Every position is full for the University of Utah with Lynn Roberts as your head coach, Gavin Peterson, the, asso- uh, the associate head coach, Jerris Freeman, an assistant coach, Jordan Sullivan, an assistant coach, Kendall Rodriguez, the director of Administration and Operations, Joey Trish, the Director of Video and Analytics, Samantha Michelle, the Creative Director for Marketing and Recruiting, Randy Towner, Director of Sports Performance for Women's Basketball, and Christina Jones, aka CJ, the Athletic Trainer. And that is your 2022-2023, that's so weird to say, staff for the upcoming University of Utah team. Wow, I tell you what, Miley, that was a lot to uncover, but now we've got the staff in place. What about the upcoming team that Utah is going to have on the floor? There's been quite a few changes, and we can talk to those changes now. Utah had three seniors on their previous roster who we thought were all going to move on to bigger and better things, including Drew Gilton, Maka Jackson, and Andy Torres at the end of the season. And during this offseason, we found out that Andy Torres and Maka Jackson were the ones that were moving on to bigger and better things, while Drew Gilton decided that she wanted to play another year closer to home, closer to her new fiancé, closer to her family. So one of the seniors that we thought was going to end her career is now at South Dakota State University. Now you bring up at the end of the season, we thought that all three players were going to be ending their careers. But we failed to really think about the fact of, hey, they actually could return or they could go take a grad transfer year because of COVID, allowing players to take the extra year of eligibility. And so what happened, as you said, Andy Torres has has ended her career. She's moved back home. Congratulations to Andy. believe she's actually become a coach um, up in Canada. Maka Jackson has decided that she's going to move on as well. And Drew Gilton decided that she is going to spend her final year of eligibility, like you just said, close to home, near her fiance, near her family, with a very good Jackrabbit basketball team. So congratulations to all three of those players as they have all decided to move on from the University of Utah. So that leaves Utah down three players. Let's talk about the transfers now because you're going to get them every single year, especially with the way that the transfer portal works nowadays. The Utes had, if you include Drew Gilton, three total transfers enter the transfer portal. Drew entered the transfer portal and transferred to South Dakota State University. Brenna Maxwell has entered the transfer portal as well. She will spend next season at Gonzaga, which should be a lot of fun to see that play out as well. She's going to have at least one more trip to Utah when Gonzaga comes to visit BYU as they will play Gonzaga at least 
one time throughout the year. And as well, be able to get her to team up with those Truong sisters should be a lot of fun um, for Brenna Maxwell, a sharpshooter. She's from Washington. She kind of gets, she's not really going home, but she's going back to her home state. With Brenna leaving to the Zags, Utah loses an elite shooter. Brenna this past year averaged over 10.5 points per game and shot 40% from the field, including 38% from deep. And during Brenna's sophomore season, she averaged close to 13 points per game and shot a tremendous 92% from the foul line, which was one of the top leaders in the country. So with Brenna leaving, shots will have to be made up. She was excellent coming off the bench this year with her role changing, and she provided some offensive energy and an offensive spark. So roles will have to change this year as someone will have to place Brenna's ability to get that shot off quickly. And the third and final transfer out of the University of Utah, Kemri Martin entered into the transfer portal um, shortly after the season was over. And it was announced towards the end of transfer portal season that she would be attending Cal. So that means she transfers within the Pac-12. So Utah will get an opportunity, likely, to see her at least two times a year, every year, until she graduates. Kemri came to the University of Utah as the highest recruit in program history. This past year, she was unable to really play significant minutes due to some injuries where she decided to redshirt. But during her sophomore season, she was awarded Pac-12 honorable mention as she averaged over 11 points per game in 21 games, including 17 starts. Kemri was a five-star recruit coming into Utah, so it'll be kind of fun to still see her around in the conference. As you mentioned, Utah will continue to play Cal, so we will continue to see Kemri. So five players leaving the University of Utah from last year's roster, Drew Gilton, Kemri Martin, Brenna Maxwell, Maka Jackson, and Andy Torres. All five players will be moving on, but that does mean new players will be coming in. Of course, every single year, we get a new wave of freshmen coming in, and this freshman class looks pretty good. So we'll talk about that before we get into a couple of transfers that came in for the University of Utah as well. So we'll start with... A 5'11 guard from Santa Ana, California, Lonnie White. She is going to be a lot of fun. 5'11. She does have a lot of size in watching some of her uh, watching some of her tape from high school. A lot of size. By the way, Miley, she shares a birthday with you. Yeah, we just celebrated it last week. Shout out, May 17th. What up? <laughs> so Lonnie White will be coming to the University of Utah. She earned second team All-State in California in 2019 and 2020. She was named the Boo Williams Silver Bracket MVP in 2021. Three-time All-Conference Academic Team. Three-time All-Honor Roll. So she comes to the University of Utah not just with a lot of uh, great skills that she can bring to the court, but she's a very smart person as well. She's going to come in, and she's going to be very, very good to have in the locker room and in the community as well. I'm excited to see the length that she'll bring to Utah. You already mentioned she's a 5'11 guard, so super close to that six foot. But in this conference, when you play against these elite-level players, you also need elite length. So I'm excited to see how this 5'11 Lonnie White can contribute during her freshman season, as we had tremendous freshmen last season, to see if they can kind of continue that trend of bringing contributions to the team. The second freshman we will highlight, Nea Ojokwu. She is a six-foot freshman that will be coming to Utah via Meridian, Idaho. Now, she's going to be a 
dual sport athlete, which means that she'll play multiple sports here at the University of Utah. From what I understand, she's going to come into the program first to get ready for basketball season. But starting next year, she will take a freshman year for the volleyball team. So uh, a very, very good athlete, a great size, as I just mentioned, six foot. She was named the 2020-2021 Idaho Gatorade Player of the Year as a junior. She was the 2021 Max Preps Idaho Player of the Year. So even as a junior in high school, she proved that she could dominate that level by averaging 24 points, 10 rebounds, 2 blocks, a steal, and an assist per game, which gave her the opportunity to be named the Gatorade Player of the Year in uh, in 2021. There's not many people I know that successfully have been a dual sport player, so I'm excited to see how how Nea comes to the University of Utah and balances out the two sports. The only players that I know that have or will try to do it are Sarah Hampson at BYU. I know this is a Utah Utes podcast, so sorry for inserting (laughs) BYU there, but Sarah Hampson at BYU, and then also Maggie Mendelson from Fremont, who will be going to Nebraska. She will also be playing volleyball and basketball as well. So I take my hat off to players that even try to do the duo sport thing, and then those that successfully do it as well, because... One sport is already a lot to stay in shape for, but staying in shape for two sports year-round, you're never going to get a break, so this player is going to be special. So that is Nea Ojoku. Miley, I'm actually really excited to see her in person. She just looks like an incredible athlete. Coach Roberts and her staff does such a wonderful job of bringing in not just great players, but also great people as well. And so I'm, based off what I'm seeing on social media, Naya's going to be exactly that type of player that um, that the staff has recruited and one that, uh, I, like I said, I'm really excited to get to know and uh, see what she can do, not just on the floor, but also the volleyball court as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that is our second freshman. Our final freshman that we'll highlight, the third freshman coming in for the University of Utah, is a local product. Taya Sidberry, a 6'1 freshman from Salt Lake City, spent her days at Judge Memorial High School. Miley, I know you know a lot about Taya Sidberry. My sister spent several years playing basketball with Taya, so we kind of know their family through going to AAU games. Taya played AAU ball for Colorado Premier, as my sister did on the younger team as well. What I know of Taya is that she was a ballerina, which is super interesting (laughs) to me. She was an elite ballerina who ended up giving up dance to continue her basketball career. So it'll be fun and interesting to see how the ballerina moves and the footwork of that translate to the basketball court. Now, if you are a follower of Utah girls basketball in the state, you'll know that Taya Sidberry was named the 2022 Gatorade Girls Player of the Year in Utah. Quite frankly, because she was able to get it done at Judge Memorial in many ways, especially scoring the basketball. Many players during their careers try and strive for that 1,000 career point mark. Taya almost did that in her senior season alone. And in her senior season, she scored 868 points. She also set the state record for most career points, tallying 2,534 points, averaging over 33 points per game this last season. Wow. 33 points per game. We talked about the ability to be able to score at the high school level at will a lot during our broadcast last year when referencing Gianna Niepkins. 33 points a game in a 32-minute basketball game is just incredible to me. It is incredible, especially when you look at her stats and some of the numbers that she had in her games. 
She had three games this past season where she consecutively put up 48, 41, and then 42 points. So yeah, she can score the basketball at will. So once again, Utah fans, we got ourselves another scorer coming to the University of Utah. Should be exciting to see. Taya Sidberry in a University of Utah uniform doesn't have to go very far as far as where her school was before to where her school is now, roughly just a couple of miles away from Judge Memorial to the University of Utah. But again, another great freshman to look forward to and another great recruiting class coming in in 2022-2023. All right, now moving on to the transfers that came in from the University of Utah. We will start with a lot of size, Miley. Six foot eight, Nene So from Brussels, Belgium, transferred from Northeastern Oklahoma, a junior college. She comes to the University of Utah bringing what Utah desperately needed last year, which is a lot of length. During our previous episodes, we kind of talked about how that center position depleted as the season went on due to injuries and people just not being able to play anymore, which left us with a single post presence in Kelsey Reese during the last game. Now with the addition of Nene So, Utah brings in more height at 6'8", and it'll be interesting to see how she develops into a Pac-12 player coming from a JUCO where she only averaged 3.5 points per game and almost 5 rebounds. It'll be extremely interesting to see how she plays out here for the University of Utah. All right, now moving on to the final transfer coming in to the University of Utah this offseason. Someone, Miley, I know you know I'm super excited about next year. Uh, I've watched a lot of her games, especially against the University of Utah. Called some of her games, all of them, against the University of Utah, of course. Um, But a player that I referenced several times on broadcast as the Utah Killer. So it's going to be nice to have the Utah Killer on our team now. From Anchorage, Alaska, courtesy of USC, the University of Utah has added the 2020 Freshman of the Year, Alyssa Peely. Miley, I am so excited to welcome Alyssa Peely to Salt Lake City. Tyson, I know how excited you are for several reasons. The first being that the two games that we called against USC, when we saw Alyssa Peely come out to warm up, you were just constantly in awe of her size and the talent that brought back memories of her in her previous games that you watched. Then the second reason is because we've been following this transfer portal so closely, the second we saw her name come up under USC transfers, you texted me and were like, Utah needs to get her. She would be a perfect addition to Utah. Utah needs to go after her. So it's fun that Alyssa Peely actually came because she's one of your favorite players in the Pac-12. I'm excited to see Alyssa Peely come just because she didn't necessarily have the greatest season last year due to injuries and a new coaching staff that came in that didn't allow her to play kind of the same way that she did during her freshman and sophomore seasons. During her freshman season where she won the freshman of the year, like you mentioned, She averaged 16 points per game and 8 rebounds and had 11 double-doubles. I am very excited to see her come to Utah. It is so funny because, I mean, like you just said, as soon as that name popped up on that transfer portal list, I legitimately told you how much I wanted to see her in Utah. Of course, thinking it was kind of a pipe dream because I'm like, you know, of course there's certain players that you'd love to welcome to your team, but you wouldn't think it's actually going to happen. But this one actually happened. A player who I even talked a lot about with the USCSID a lot about, you know, kind of what is going on with her throughout this season. Because like you mentioned, she kind of had a struggle this season and she would kind of give me the reasons as to why. And then I would con- and then I would just say something on the lines of, I'm just so impressed with the type of player that she is 
and uh, hopefully she can get back to that. Didn't think it would be in a Utah uniform, but that actually has come true, and now we get to see her in a Utah uniform. So, so very excited to get to know Alyssa. Hopefully, um, we'll be able to have her join us on this podcast as well prior to the season starting, which we're going to talk a lot about as we move on. Before we end today's episode, I do want to make mention that next week we'll talk about what's happened in the Pac-12 as a whole because there's been a lot of transfers within the Pac-12. I do want to make sure that we talk about that as well. So make sure you stick around for next week as well. We'll obviously talk about Utah's transfers again, um, but we will talk about the transfers throughout the entire Pac-12 conference. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm really excited for the changes that Utah has made this offseason. Going to be really interesting to see kind of what that depth chart looks like um, once Utah gets into those workouts in quite a few months. But still, going to be very interested to see, especially that point guard position, Miley. I'm really excited to see what they do with the point guard position. Of course, Inesh Vieta was the backup point guard to Drew. You'd think that she would be the starter come day one, but you know anything can happen at this point. For all we know, Lonnie White could be a really good point guard at 5'11". I really don't know. That's for the coaches to decide. That's for us just to talk about. Either way, really excited for this offseason for Utah. I feel like they've done a great job, brought in some great pieces, and hopefully it will turn into great results onto the floor. Now, as a quick reminder, each and every single Monday, we will try to get an episode out to you, so please make sure to tune in each and every single episode. Thank you so very much for tuning in today. For Miley Enger, I am Tyson Ewing. This is the What You Need to Know podcast.